Let's go ahead and move forward. I want to read in Leviticus 26 is where I want to start. And I'm, I'm going to read there. And it's Gary's choice of words this morning about the blessings is exactly, I'm going to actually take a moment and read 13 verses to us this morning of an Old Testament promise that God gave his people for those that love God and obey him and keep his commandments. Here's what's going to happen to you, is, is the prophecy. Here's what will happen to you if you keep my commandments, be faithful to me. Here's what will happen. As I read it, I'm going to parallel what's happening with us right now. Basically, I'm going to show you that these promises in the Old Testament are coming to pass in our church right now. Now, how could that be? Here we are as people of God. The reason why time doesn't matter is because God is a spirit. And the same God that talked to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob is the same God that shows up and talks to us. So if, if it's the same God, Marty, that's talking to them, that talks to us, I'd say he's not forgetful to when he speaks a promise to his people, he means to keep it. Now, here's the cool part, okay, before I read this. In the Old Testament, God's promises were given to Israel, a people of God. And he said, this people is my people. All these other nations that live by their own gods, well, I'm going to bless this people because they live by me. Now, what makes us be able to go into the promises of Israel in the Old Testament and then take them for ourselves? I love that. Keith, was it quick to answer? Faith. Because of the faith in God by the Spirit, we live now as sons and daughters of God in the faith of Abraham, the faith of Jesus Christ. We are God's children by faith. So is there any more just Israel by ethnicity, by the flesh? No. Are you Israel? Are you the new Israel of God? You are. So when I read these promises, I want you to know that they're to you. They're to the word of God in you. They're to the spirit in you that has lived on and continues to be blessed. You ready for it? Leviticus chapter 26, verse 1. And it says, You shall make yourself no idols, nor graven images, neither rear up a standing image, Neither shall you set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it. For I am the Lord your God. Now this is a commandment. What's he basically saying? Because you don't go around Marty and set up stone images in your backyard, do you? And bow down to them. Even if you don't serve God here in this church, you're not going to run out and set up an idol in your backyard and then bow down to it, are you? So how does that apply to us? What? Within. You're not going to serve other gods or idols 
You're going to put God first. Is that what the Jesus said? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, all your strength. When you love something else with all your heart, are you creating an idol to follow? We're not going to do that, are we? We're going to love God. Verse 2, you shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. I am the Lord. What's the Sabbath? Jesus. But what else is it? The rest. What did the Lord tell us to enter into this year? Is he, is he saying, keep my rest? Where's the rest take place? Yeah, what, what's that word say right there? Sanctuary. Where's that? Is that you? Praise God. Yeah, it's within. It's, you're the sanctuary. And where's, where are you going to rest at? Yeah. I mean, how many of you want to keep striving every day? How many of you want to have a fear and torment and doubt and unbelief and all kind of things working against you? No. You want rest. So what are we going to keep? The Sabbath? We're going to keep the day of rest? Praise God. And it doesn't have to be a certain day of the physical week, does it? Rest is a mindset. Rest is the word of God entering into us. So I'm going to take my time on each verse. How about that? Verse 3. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then, here we go, then I will give you rain in due season. And the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Now, is he talking about the fruit of the Spirit? Is he talking about a, a land and a people? Who's the land? Somebody say, that'd be me. That'd be me. I'm the land. Are you the land? Okay, I'm going to do this the whole time, just so you know. You are God's heritage. You got to know this. This stuff is happening right now. Is God producing love in you, Brad? Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness? Is he, is he making up a harvest? Where is it coming up at? In you. See, you didn't come in this church this morning and look around and go, oh, there's a plant growing up out of the floor with some fruit. Did anybody see that? No. When you walk in, if you've got your spiritual eyes on, you're going, oh, I see the fruit coming up in Marty. I see the, I see the, the land, the rain is pouring down on John. John's receiving good words from God. Now see, are, are we looking at it this way? We're taking something that is old and God is making it new. And he's saying, what I would do for them in the earth, I'm now doing it in the earth, in them, in us. Praise God, man. But let me keep backing up. What do you got to do for this to happen? You want to keep the Sabbath? Yeah? 
You want to keep the commandments? You want to do the word of the Lord? Does that produce blessings? Yeah. Now let's clear something out of the way right away, real quick. If God gives you a commandment, let's, let's say with Adam, because that's the go-to. When God put trees to eat off of and then a tree not to eat off of in the garden, he commanded Adam, eat off all the trees that, that are good, but the one tree don't eat off of. He told him, don't do it or you will die. Here's the consequence. Blessing over here, death over here. Did he put a force field around the tree of knowledge so Adam couldn't touch it? Or did he allow Adam to make choice? So see, when we look at commandments, it's not God is making you do them. He's saying, if you keep them, here's all the blessings that comes with keeping the commandments. If you don't keep them, here's all the bad things that come with not keeping them. But, you have a choice because I'm not going to rule over you as a, as, as a slave driver and, and make you and force you. But I want you to know if you don't keep the commandments, there are some bad things going to happen. I'm not focusing on that part today. I'm focusing on if you keep the commandments, John, I'm telling you the rain's coming. The harvest is coming, Keith. Faith is rising up. Fruit of the Spirit is coming forth. This was prophesied thousands of years because God knew a people would be sitting in Hodgkins. Some angels and some spirits would be sitting in Hodgkins ready for the word of the Lord, waiting on the promises of God to come to pass. Oh yeah, he knew. Otherwise, how could he call you? He called you because he saw you in the distance, right? Who was that? We talked about that the other day. Nathaniel, I saw you under the fig tree. Was that him? Somebody help me out here. Come on, man. <laughs> Let's keep going. Verse five, this is in the blessings and your threshing shall reach unto the vintage and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time. And you shall eat the bread to the fool and dwell in the land safely. Now what does that mean? The threshing is when you take you know, the weed and the chaff and you stomp on it, basically. You thresh it down and you, you pull out what's edible. And so he's saying, what I provide for you will last until the harvest of the grapes. And then that will last until the sowing time again. So he's, what is he saying? You won't lack anything. I'll provide from one season to the next season. Is that in the Lord's prayer? What's, what's in the Lord's prayer? Give us this day our daily bread. In the blessing, you never lack. You're always going from one season to another being blessed. Those that keep the commandments of God, they don't lack they never have and they never will, Nancy. It's who's going to keep the commandments and be blessed in God and who's not. And so we have to ask ourselves, am I getting all these blessings? And if I'm not, I would want to start asking myself, am I keeping faithful to what God has told me to do? Good learning for us, isn't it? Let's keep going. 
verse 6 says, And I will give peace in the land, and you shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land, neither shall the sword go through the land. Oh, man. This is, think about this. Think about your mind and how many fears come through your mind. And the word of the Lord says, you won't be afraid. I mean, when you lay your head down, there's no reason to be afraid because there's no sword coming. And the sword is meant for vengeance and killing at times. Well, from your enemy for sure, right? But we don't have to worry about that sword because we, we follow another sword. Hewn by the king of kings. And so here he is talking to us about the blessings. I'll rid evil beasts out of the land. Who, who's those? Men in honor that don't understand. What are they? Talk to me today. What are they? False prophets talking to you. Lies talking to you. The beast talking to you. And every day we contend with those things. Isn't it about time that God rids them out of our land? And that we have a place of safety and nourishment and provision by God? And, you know, we talk about God removing Satan out of heaven. And then what did he say? Rejoice, O heavens, for salvation has come. What Are we talking about heaven here? A heavenly place where there's no more false prophets allowed into your heaven? Ooh, yeah. Isn't that what he wanted to give Israel in the Old Testament? When he cleaned out all the giants out of the land, Keith? But why did giants come back into the land? Why did enemies come back into the land? They didn't keep the commandments. So is keeping the words of God a continual? Yes, it is. Well, God said, I'll continually give you a word every day that'll sustain you. So is that also built upon us continually to be faithful? Yes, it does. Now, I'm talking to you this morning, man. You don't have to run around the church all excited. You have to walk out of here going, I am going to be faithful, and I'm going to walk in every one of those blessings. And so whether you smile, frown, laugh, cry, whatever you do this morning, you better walk out of here being faithful to God. How about that? Or I'm going to chase you. Chase you out to your car and get you. Oh boy. Rick always said, and we talk a lot about Rick right now. It's, it's the timing, right? Rick always said, God loves those who I love. That's what he told us, right? God said that. But he also said, I'm not leaving anybody behind. Didn't he always say that? He said that, didn't he? We've taken up that same mindset. Not just ministry. You take up that mindset. You're done. You're not leaving no sister behind. Right? Marty, you're not leaving no brother behind. No sister. No mother. No father. Nobody. Praise God, man. That's right. Verse 7. 
You shall chase your enemies. Boy, that's a switch. And they shall fall before you by the sword. Come on now. I mean, I'm tired of running from something. My turn. Because the Lord said so. That's why. So now you get to chase the enemies. And cause them to flee. And the sword of the Lord rises up in your hand. And your word of the Lord is sharp. And it declares to those enemies, you no longer have possession of this land. This is God's land. This is my land. This is God's gift to me. We are God's people. And that's the way we walk. Talk about a new covenant. That's what we talked about last week, right? Praise God. Let's keep going. And five of you shall chase a hundred. Give me five hands. That was easy. Five of you shall chase a hundred. That's awesome. Five shall chase a hundred. And a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight. And your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. So we don't have a hundred people here this morning. What are we going to do? Oh, put both hands up. <laughs> if you put both hands up, we just might make it, right? What if, you, what if you get a hold of a brother and a sister in Vesalia? Are they with us? What if you get a hold of a brother and sister in Yuma and in Boise? Oh, we got our hundred. What about in Louisiana, James and Vicki? Brady and Amy. What about it? What about Virginia? Come on. What about Arizona? Other places. People that, what am I missing? What states am I missing? What else? Idaho? Just all of Idaho. In other words, God's got some people. It's just, do we want the land? Do we want the promises? Because I'm going to tell you something. It's like Micah and I is talking about. What kind of love and lust do you have in you? Desire. Do we have desire for the promises? Or do we have desire for the world? I tell you what, man. God's changing desires of his people. And he has given us the desire of the Lord And what comes with all of that? Promises, blessings, not cursings. (laughs) I love it, man. Man, look up in the spirit and see a hundred of our saints chasing 10,000 enemies out of the land. And your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. But verse 9, I will have respect unto you. Now, this is God talking. Now, Stop there for a second, Don. God says, I will have respect unto you. Hold on. Little old me? We're talking God having respect unto little old me. Yep. You know why? Because he put something so precious in you. He put part of himself in you. And he said, you belong to me. That's what he says. Now all of you say, yes, amen. (laughs) That's God. I will have respect unto you and make you fruitful and multiply you and establish my covenant 
with you. Oh, what covenant? There's the promise of a new covenant, Micah. The new covenant. And you shall eat old store and bring forth the old because of the new. What does that mean? You're going to eat of all the old storage of everything I've ever given you, but then that old is going to be replaced with the new. Is that what God is doing? He said it was going to happen right here. But when God visited our church, what is the thing that he has now begun to do in all of us? He's replaced law with love, Brad. He's, re- he's replaced pain and sorrow with joy and peace and blessings. He's replacing all of the old mindset of the works of the flesh and bringing in the works of the Spirit. God is making us new. And he said he would do it. He told us right there, thousands of years ago, before you even hit this body, that you would be walking in the blessings. And here you are, keeping the commandments of God, and God is actually doing it. Say, God's not a liar? I'd say that's true. God's not a liar. So anybody that feels a little left out right now, jump on in. The water is stirred. Be healed, be blessed. Here it is, right here. We'll throw away all the past and put a present day of the love of God in our midst right now. Isn't that what we want to do? Praise God, man. We don't need old baggage anyway. We want new wineskins because new wine is here. (laughs) Praise God. I'm telling you, man, it's exciting, isn't it? Verse 11. So there's the promise in 10 that he's changing out the the covenant. I mean, it's here. I'm reading through this and I'm blown away by, by God, you know. And I will set my tabernacle among you and my soul shall not abhor you. What's that mean? Despise you hate you, reject you. Man, he's like, I will love you. You're my people. But notice, I'll set my tabernacle among you. How many heard what I said Wednesday night? Was it Wednesday I talked about the tabernacle being in the city? Did I say that online? Again? I think so. I said it. I've said it over and over. In the tabernacle is the light of Jesus Christ. Therefore, he said his word among us. And who is it? Where is it? We know it's Jesus. But all you tabernacles, give me a salute. Say, I'm the tabernacle of the Lord. He has set the tabernacle among us. Jesus is here. I'm going to keep going and then I'll finish this up. I am the Lord. Nope. Verse 12. I will walk among you. And be your God and you shall be my people. Who's manifested among us? Now notice this. How is God who is spirit telling the people, I will walk among you? Is it just God anymore by spirit? Or did he prophesy and then Jesus walked among his people? Who's walking among us now? Tell me. Isn't it Jesus? The word of the Lord. Look, 
We've got witnesses who have seen him. He's here. He's walking among us. He's guiding us. This word was told us it's going to happen. It's happening right now. And as we read on, it says, I am the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, and you shall not be their bondmen. That's, that's for slaves. You shall not be their slaves anymore. And I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. Did Paul tell us to stand? Therefore, be strong in the Lord. Put on the whole armor of God. What are you going to do with it? Gary's preached on it. What are we going to do with the whole armor of God? Aren't we going to put the enemies to flight? Aren't we going to stand against the wiles of the devil? Aren't we going to be able to defend ourselves against the enemies and every lie? In other words, stand upright when Jesus went about healing all those that were sick. Did he raise them up? And, and what's one thing he said to the lame? Take up your bed and walk. Go and sin no more. Now, is that visitation here or not? Maybe I'm just making all this up. Maybe I'm just trying to stir myself up. No, it's here. I'm saying the timing of the Lord of these prophecies is among us in our midst right now. And it's for everybody that believes God and wants to live for God and follow his commandments and keep all his words. And once again, it's like if, if I eat off the trees of life, I will be blessed. Why in the world, when I see all the blessings, would I want to go eat off a tree that's going to put me to death? Why would I want to do that? Lust. That's the easy answer. But the question was not meant to get an answer, was it? The question is, why would you want to? Your response is, I don't want to. Oh, did you, did you hear what you just said, Megan? I don't want anything other than God. That's what you just said. Why would you want to eat off a tree that's going to kill you, John? There is no good reason. Haven't you already ate off that tree and died? Do you want to keep eating off of it? Or do you want to eat off the tree of life and live forever? See, this is what it's about. Right here, right now. And for our church, I know this is very different than normal, like what I normally do, but I'm telling you, like I couldn't resist showing all the promises. If you want to, we're not going to do it today, but if you want to, starting in verse 14, you can go see the list of things that he says. But if you don't, well, you can read that because once you start reading that, you might go, whew, yeah, I like this first 13 better. I'm going to do that. Choose life or death. Curse or blessing. Which one? Blessing. Life. That's what we want. There's a reason why there's big rewards waiting on our good friend Rick. Because he did all of this. 
He even ran off enemies for you that you couldn't handle yourself. He gave you a land that you couldn't even see existed. And he prophesied it right into your midst and told you, there's a land here for you. All you got to do is follow me. I'll lead you right to it. Isn't that awesome? Because he said, basically, I'll, you follow me as I'll follow Christ. And as I follow Christ, trust me, we'll get there. And he's blessed these words of the Lord he's given us through the years. And he's made it pretty clear. Just stay in the blessing. And I may preach it a little different than he does. But it's what he's saying. And it's what he said. And it's what it's rehearsed in us. And what a blessing it's been and what a blessing it's going to be. Now what do you guys think about this? Is the timing now or not? Got a amen from my little sister. When the children start praising God louder than the adults, we got something happening. Come on now. (laughs) No, you don't have to be quiet. Not this time. You have permission to rejoice all you want. (laughs) So anybody got anything you want to say about this? Yeah. Yeah. Back in verse 4. Turn up verse 4. Yeah. Where it says he will give you rain in due season. Is that rain like living water? Yes. No, there you go. Is The question is, is that rain in verse 4, I will give you rain in due season, is that living water? Yes, it is. Because <laughs> that's Jesus. So imagine... I mean, you're not going outside your house, are you, and planting a garden there and saying, Lord, this is my land, this is my fruit, this is, please provide the rain, are you? You're not doing that in a physical sense, but you are now realizing that God provides the rain to raise up the fruit of the Spirit in you. Yeah, it's, it's living water. Praise God. We like to quote Isaiah 55, don't we? My rain shall fall as what? Doctrine. It'll, it's compared, well, it doesn't say it actually there, but in another verse it talks, it compares rain with doctrine, doesn't it? Let me ask you guys a question. How many of you just want to stay in the doctrine? You're like, hold on. Is this a trick question? Because doctrine's good. But doctrine without the spirit of life means nothing that's what we used to have you see where i'm going we had the old because god led us through it and we ate that and it was good some of you might not have liked it but it was good it brought us to what the new so he fed us and kept us all the way through we could say what what bad times we had in our life but no don't look at it that way we were fed with what god gave us until he brought the new for us Now we're in the new. Now it's time to live differently. Now it's time to put enemies to flight and rejoice in the Lord. I love that. Another question, anybody? Yeah. They can be, but here's the problem. The question is, are the false prophets the idols? Here's the problem with the idols. They're dumb. They can't talk. They can't speak. They can't hear. So an idol is what uh, okay i'm not going to get too deep on this 
But in Revelation 13, the false prophet caused the people to make an, an idol of, of the beast and then worship that idol. The, they gave that idol life. In other words, you could actually create idols in your life and give it life and it actually be like a real person to you. Weird, weird scary, freaky, yeah, but it's true. If you don't understand that, that's why I said I'm not going to get too deep in it, but it's, there's some difference there. False prophet is the one talking from your soul that is just creating lies all the time, telling you you're not part of the body, telling you these promises aren't for you, telling you how much you sin in the flesh, prophesying false things of pain and sorrow and hurt and lack and all these things. Lies. Lies. I'm not giving Gary a mic right now because he will run with that false prophet thing. Tomorrow night, probably. (laughs) But, yeah, stay away from the false prophets. And if you can't discern them, come talk to us. We will slap them silly. Not because of, of pride, because the Lord said to do it. Because there was a time we had to let false prophets go. Now's the time to put them down. Yeah. That's right. I didn't hear that. The five will chase away the hundred. Praise God. Keith. See, that's awesome. Your point is a hundredfold. If you unify in the spirit, it's a hundredfold. Now, he did the math. He's good at math. That's not me. If you missed that online, I cannot re-explain that. But, but the point is, stay together and there's increase. There's more power. The point, is that your point, Keith? Praise God, man. And that's why the gathering of the body is so important because no weak thing can exist in the body because the strong is always working to help what's weak. And therefore, we run all our enemies out, all of them. So we got to stick together, right? Praise God, man, because there's a lot of voices in the world. We know the world's in us, but there's a lot of voices outside in this world, too that are trying to lure us all away. They will create fear. You listen to one hour of something, it will create so much fear in you, you will think the world's ending today. But I'm going to tell you something. Live or die, we're serving the Lord. We'll fight for God and for the work of God as long as we can and as hard as we can. Right? And I'm talking about in us first. Awesome. That's good stuff, Keith. Who else? Anybody? Some good additions here. Yeah, Brad.
Right on. In a nutshell, Brad just said, God has been faithful. He's leading us from start to finish, provided everything we've ever needed, and led us right into the land. Rick had a dream one time where the Lord told him, showed up and told him, you tell them, I am the faithful one. That's what we're talking about right now. We're seeing that. Finally, we're seeing it. God is a faithful one, John. And here we are. We're learning that. And look, there's more to learn, isn't there? Some of these blessings maybe you haven't walked in personally for yourself. Come on, let's go. It's time. So You may have said, oh, I've, I've experienced that one. I've lived in that one in my thoughts, in this one, or not that one. Maybe the, and maybe you've done it that way. But I want you to know, all of it belongs to all of us. If we'll just follow God and be blessed of God. Isn't that cool? Awesome. Who else? We, yeah, Megan. No effect, right? No effect. Like you don't receive that word because it's like a wife being unfaithful to her husband. And then when you think about it, you realize you're joined to the Lord like a husband and a wife. When a false prophet comes in, there's no effect. You realize that is not my husband. That is not what I'm joined to. I'm so faithful to the Lord that this covenant is pure. This relationship is honorable and it's one of love. And, and there's nothing to break it. You know. So I think last week when you talked to us, and this week again, the beauty of that to begin to recognize those thoughts. That's great. Yeah. And that's the way we should look at it right there. Because we always say, well, I was vulnerable. See, I'm, I'm going between earthly and spiritual. I was vulnerable. No, not when you're joined. Not when you're in love. Not when you're together as one in unity. Uh-uh. No false prophet. No nation and their gods. And their practices will ever lure you away from God when you're in love with the truth. So that's what God is correcting right now is do we love the truth more than the lie? Yeah. And he's teaching us how to do that, Marty. That's why we want to keep focusing on these blessings because he's teaching us how to stay faithful to our own husband in the Lord.
who is our husband. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I love it. Good stuff, Megan. I think we're good, right? What do we do now? Stand upright. <laughs> you read the last verse. Put it back up there, Dave. Come on, man. What you doing? <laughs> Dave's like closing it down. I want you to see it one more time. I am the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their slaves, and I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. Here we are. Yes, we are. We're standing together in the Lord as saved and free. Isn't that awesome? Join your neighbor's hand if you want to. Let's say our prayer today. Lord, I thank you, your word, your blessings. You have been so faithful to us. We will prevail in everything because you said it was true. We love you today. We give our life to you. And as a group and as a people and all of our churches, we say we will be faithful to you. We will not break rank. We will not forsake the blessings of our God. Thank you for your kindness and your mercy to us today and all that you have given us. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a hand and be blessed.